Look at your neighbor and say, the man sees well. We're so glad you're here to participate in the program tonight. And uh, we are believing this is not just going to be a source of entertainment. We're believing that this is going to be life-changing to a lot of people. In fact, in essence, it's going to be life-changing to everybody because no matter where you are in your walk of faith, even if you don't have one yet, it's going to impact you and influence you where you are because the whole thing is going to direct our attention and our focus to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Son of Man, the Lamb of God who's come to take away the sins of the world. So I want to welcome you here. If you need to use restroom sometime tonight, uh, you can use the two side doors on the back of the sanctuary. Uh, we may mark, uh, close off the two middle doors. I'm not sure yet. We are streaming live, so we welcome the folks that are with us on live stream. Would you put your hands together and let them know? We're glad they're here. So you can also go back and watch this later on uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Roku, what else? Uh, Christian World Media. And you can share it with your friends and your family as well. And you can get them to come back tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. That would be awesome too. But we're glad you're here tonight. And as I was going to say, if you need to use the restrooms, go out the side doors at the back of the sanctuary in the foyer, swing a right, and the restrooms and water fountains are down there. Now, those of you that are familiar with the facilities, you know, also through those doors, they're restrooms, but tonight you cannot use those restrooms because that's where the cast is at back there. So there may be a Roman soldier run you off with a big sword if you go through that door, I'm just saying, okay? But we are glad you're here. Again, this is not a performance. This is a time of ministry. And we want the Holy Spirit to come in and just hover in this place. And we've already prayed with the cast tonight. We prayed over them. We prayed over the technical folks. And we just prayed the fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit to rest on everything that is said and everything that is done. That burdens will be lifted and yokes will be destroyed tonight by the power of God. So, Father, we welcome your presence to come and be real among us tonight. Thank you for these folks who have for weeks and weeks and weeks given their time to learn songs, to learn uh, parts, to learn this, to learn that. And in the last few weeks, they've really been given their time in rehearsals, Lord God, to excel in the level of uh, what they're presenting to you to a level of excellence that you're worthy of. Because this is an act of worship. We pray you to bless it tonight in the name of Jesus. We pray for every person that is here on campus. We pray for those that are with us online. I pray the same anointing that is here would permeate homes, hospital rooms, vehicles where people may be traveling. We pray, Holy Spirit of God, your kingdom to come and your will to be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Good evening, everyone. I wanted to just make a brief little explanation. Um, we have um, included a scene in this drama that deals with suicide. Um, because of recent events and, um, and so, so much going on in our community, we uh, downsized it and changed it a little bit. But the reason that I wanted to mention this to you is this. 
statistics say that children uh, are severely depressed, adults are depressed, suicide rates are soaring, and in a, in a, a room this size, there's probably somebody here dealing with depression or suicide um, tendencies, a desire for that. Not necessarily desire for that, but temptations toward that. So we wanted you to know tonight that up front, that we don't take this lightly, that we're praying for every one of you, and that we're believing God that tonight you will see that there is always hope. In the drama, the woman feels like there is absolutely no hope, gives up almost on the night that Jesus is born. I want to say to you that the fact that Jesus was born the first time is proof that he's coming back again. And not only that, but he's promised to never leave you nor forsake you so you can boldly say the Lord is your helper. So we just want you to leave here tonight encouraged. And if at the end of this, at the end of this musical, if you want to pray with somebody, any member of the staff, any member of the pastoral staff or the cast, we'll be so happy to pray with you. So thank you and enjoy Come See the Lamb.
In the beginning, Adam knew him as the breath of life. To Eve, he was the promise of a redeemer from the seed of a woman. Noah knew his mercy and was carried in his protection. To Abraham, he was the covenant maker and keeper. To Jacob, he was a warrior on a lonely riverbank. Joseph heard his voice through the dreams of a pharaoh. And to Moses, he was the mighty deliverer. He was in the courage of Joshua, the faith of Rahab, and the strength of Samson. To a young boy, Samuel, he was the persistent voice in the night. And to a shepherd, King David, he was the maker of a clean heart. David's son, Solomon, knew him as the source of wisdom. Elijah the prophet saw him rain down fire from heaven on a faith-soaked altar found his forgiveness in the belly of a great fish. And Hosea knew him to be the faithful husband, pursuing Israel to return to her first love. Isaiah declared that by his wounds, the people would find healing. And to Esther, he was salvation for such a time as this. And to Nehemiah, he was the watchman of Jerusalem. Nearly 400 years of silence followed. Under the reign of another conquering empire, God's voice would break the silence. Not through prophets and kings, this time his own voice would be heard. Creator God was entering his own creation through the vessel of an obedient girl. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name And the shadow of Eden's promise still remains. A redeemer would come. A shepherd to lead his people.
God's blessings on you, my friend. And unto you, Samuel. It's so good to see you in the city. And how are things back at home? Well, Rachel, she keeps me busy, as usual. And the kids, they're growing up so fast. But God has blessed us, Ephraim. We've had a good flock this year, and I'm praying to be able to sell some here today. And your eldest son, Jonathan, when will he be old enough to make these trips with his father? Uh, this year. As a matter of fact, he's with me now. Jonathan! Jonathan! Father! Father! Jonathan! Please, sir, I didn't mean any harm. You shut your mouth! Is this your boy? Yes, it is. Next time, keep him on a leash. Otherwise, I'm not going to be so generous. No, please. He's just a child! You better rethink your actions, Jew. And as for the rest of you Jews, you had best stay out of our way. And clear out! You're all crowding up the streets. All of you, back to your business. Back to your business, all of you. Jonathan, I told you to stay with me. I know, Father. These streets are far too dangerous. I don't want you to leave my side again. Do you understand me? Yes, Father. I'm sorry. It's all right. I'm just glad you're all right. Now, we must hurry to the temple. We have appointments to keep. Romans treat us like animals. How much longer do our people have to endure this, Samuel? I don't know, Ephraim, but until that day comes, we'll stay out of their way and they'll stay out of ours and pray to God that he'll soon deliver us from these wretched Romans. Mm. Mm. The cry of captivity had not changed. Year after year, the blood of animals was spilled upon the altars of the temple, a sacrifice of the innocent for the covering of the guilty, all while the people of Israel waited, longing for a deliverer. The temple is so much bigger than I imagined. Indeed it is, but you've barely seen the half of it. These are just the outer courts. Do you know why we bring sheep to sell at the temple, Jonathan? No. There are many people that travel a great distance to come to the temple, much farther than us. And it's a difficult journey, so they buy their animals here to sacrifice to the priest. Now, you wait here, I'll return as soon as I finished. Are you lost, child? No, I'm just waiting for my father. He's trying to sell our sheep. Ah, for the sacrifices, for the offerings. If you'll just look over towards the inner court, you can just see the smoke rising from the offerings. You know a lot about the temple. And I should. I've been here a long time. You live here? Yes. But don't you have a family to go home to? Well, many years ago, my husband passed away. So ever since then, the temple has been my home. Really? But why? Well, God has a purpose for me here. So every day I wait to hear from him. Oh, some days he speaks to me. And other days I hear nothing at all. But he's still there. He always keeps his promises. Even when we think he has forgotten us, he hasn't. He always answers us in his time, not ours. 
You would be wise to remember that. I will. God's blessing on you, child. Who is she, Father? Her name is Anna. She's a prophetess. I can remember seeing her here at prayer when I was a boy. She really has been here a long time. <laughs> yes, she has. Now, come. We must hurry to make it home in time for Passover. A feast to celebrate a victory, to mourn a slavery, to believe in faith for a future salvation, and to pray once again that a deliverer would come to rescue Israel. Now the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, tell all of the congregation of Israel to take an unblemished lamb and tell the whole assembly to kill it at twilight. Take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses. And the blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you live. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Now this day will be a memorial to you and you shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. My name is Rachel. I don't remember seeing you in our village or synagogue before. My name is Abigail, and I have traveled far. Here, drink this. It will strengthen you. Now, just lean back and let me wash your feet, and you can stay and observe Passover with us. No, don't wash my feet. I won't stay for Passover. I was taught as a child that when you eat the Passover meal, that meant a sign of unity with God. And that meant that you were dependent on his care for you. And I surely don't believe that anymore. Miriam, go get washed up. Your father will be here soon. Tell me, Abigail, why are you so bitter towards Jehovah? I used to have a home just like this, and I prepared many Passover meals for my husband and my children, and I believed that God was good, and I believed that his promises to deliver us was true, but we waited, and we waited, and it never happened, and then my husband he was killed 
at the hands of the cruel Romans. And I was left with two small girls to take care of. And after his death, when it became his brother's responsibility to help us, his wife, she became bitter. She was resentful. She treated us like we were slaves. She even hired us out to a tax collector. He verbally and he physically abused me and my girls. And then when the Romans that he parted with, when they came over to his house, he allowed them to sexually abuse me and my girls. And I tried, I tried to protect my girls, but they grew weak from all the abuse. And finally, they died. Now you tell me, where was a good God in all of that? And why would a good God allow that to happen to us? Oh, Abigail, listen to me, please. Evil men won't always have their way. But until then, God has promised to be with us. He was right there with you. And if you will only trust him, you'll be able to look back and see that. Only God could take something that ugly and work it together for our good. Our family is a testimony to that. Won't you please stay for the Passover meal and let my husband Samuel talk with you? No, no, no. I must go. I don't expect you to understand. Well, here. Here is some water and bread and fruit for your journey. I don't need much. I'm getting ready to put an end to this sad, miserable life of mine. Dear, don't you remember Isaiah the prophet said of our Redeemer that surely he has borne our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace. Rachel, Rachel, I thank you for your kindness to me. I really do. But I think you're a fool to continue to believe all those promises. Our Messiah... The Deliverer, he's not coming. I must go now. Goodbye. Shalom. God be with you. Jehovah, please prove yourself to Abigail. Protect her and show her your love. Miriam, come to the table. I think I hear your father and Jonathan arriving. Hey, daughter, did you miss me? I thought you weren't going to make it back in time. We have a story to tell you later. But how was Jerusalem? Uh, busy and hot. And did you enjoy your first trip to Jerusalem? Yes, mother, very much. And father has promised that I could stay out all night and wash the sheep with him. I did say that, but remember, that'll be a long time from now. Did you bring any presents? All in good time. Now, family, come. Let us gather around the table. For tonight, we focus on more important things. Tonight, we remember what the Lord our God has done for our people. We remember the promise generations have heard. 
and the merciful kindness as Jehovah kept his word. We remember the Lamb's blood, every door that was stained. When the angel passed over and we were spared on that day. Hallelujah, hallelujah to our great deliverer. Hallelujah to the Lord God who freed Israel. Now we celebrate the sacrifice as we live to tell the story of our great deliverer. We were suffering in slavery to the Lord's mighty hand. Let his people from Egypt safely to the promised land hallelujah hallelujah to our great deliverer hallelujah to the lord god who freed israel now we celebrate the sacrifice as we live to tell the story of our great deliverer. Hallelujah, hallelujah to our great deliverer. Hallelujah to the Lord God who freed Israel. Now we celebrate the sacrifice as we live to tell. The story of our great deliverer, Jehovah is our great deliverer, Jehovah is our
Mr. Camille. Jonathan, wake up. I brought you something to eat. Thank you, Father. I thought you were determined to keep watch for me tonight. I only closed my eyes for a minute. <laughs> I'm afraid it's been a bit longer than a minute. If I were one of your sheep, I'd be in trouble. But I was having a dream. About what? Do you remember a script you read to us last night? The one about the prophet Micah? I do. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will rise one who will rule Israel. One from old, from ancient times. And sitting here tonight, Jonathan, looking out over this town, under these stars, I'm reminded of that prophecy. But what did the prophet mean? What kind of ruler would want to come out of a place like this? He meant Messiah, Jonathan. And God often does something great out of something small. We can never underestimate him. But Messiah is going to be a great warrior, just like David, and lead us into battle and free us from captivity. He will be a great warrior. But remember, Jonathan, the scriptures also say he will be a wonderful counselor and a prince of peace. I just pray that when he does come, we will know him. Jonathan, I did hear. I came out here tonight to take my life. But now I know that Jehovah keeps his promises. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Praise God. Praise be to God. Thank you, God. I never thought in my lifetime, Jonathan. Thank you. We must go and see thank the child. Our long way to save Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Glory, hallelujah, hear the angels sing. Spread the good news of the newborn king. Glory, hallelujah, hear the angels sing. Gloria. Sing, Gloria.
in the fields tonight witness the wondrous sight follow the holy light come see the lamb hear all of heaven sing glorious news we bring welcome the infant king come see the lamb
there in a manger bed just as the prophet said heaven in human flesh come see the lamb promised messiah's birth bringing you peace on earth jesus the living word come see the lamb come see the Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room, and heaven and nature see. Let heaven and nature come see the Lamb, come see the Lamb. Hope of the nations lies in Bethlehem. Come see the Savior, He's the Son of God and man. Come see the Lamb, He's the hope of the nations.
as it was foretold by the prophet Micah. But you, O Bethlehem, who art so little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient day. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. The Salvation, at last, had come to Israel. And so to fulfill, as it was written in the law, on the eighth day the child was brought to the temple to be presented as the firstborn. Peace be with you, Simeon. And as, uh, as well with you, my son. What brings you to the temple courts today? Oh, we've come to sell our sheep. What about you? The Spirit of the Lord woke me early this morning, Samuel. And I feel in my heart that God is finally going to fulfill his promise to me today. Tell me, is there a child to be dedicated today? There are always children to be dedicated, Simeon. Why should today be any different? It just is, my son. It just is. Mary, is he crying? Babies cry. But this one, should he be? Are we doing something wrong? Joseph, calm down. He's doing what all babies do. Do not worry, my love. Jesus is fine. I see God has granted you a son. May he richly bless you both. Thank you, Father. May God's blessing be upon you as well. Yeah. Mary, wait here. I must go visit with the priest. God said to me, that I will not die until I see the face of the Messiah. Most blessed of women, even now you hold him in your arms. His name is Jesus. May I hold him? Yes, of course. This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel. He was sent as a gift from God. But many will oppose him. And as a result, the deepest thoughts of the hearts of many will be revealed. And a sword will pierce your very soul. 
I do not understand. You will someday. Sovereign Lord, may your servant now die in peace. For I have seen your salvation, which you prepared for all the people. Delight to reveal God to the nations and the glory of your people, Israel. Anna, come see the Lord's blessings to us today. Are you bringing your baby to be dedicated? Yes, we are. Oh, Thank you. praise be to God. Yes. He has sent us the to Messiah. deliver the deliverer the of Jerusalem. Yes. Praise God. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. Mary, Jesus. come. It's time. Thank you both for your blessings. And may God be with you. That baby, was it the one you were looking for, Simeon? Yes, Jonathan. Indeed, he is. Jesus, increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Around his 30th year, as it was prophesied, Jesus settled in Capernaum near the Sea of Galilee and began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The voice that had spoken light and shattered darkness now spoke plainly, bringing peace to troubled hearts. He who ruled the universe and should have sat in the courts of kings and instead found in the company of harlots and tax collectors. The same hands that shaped mountains and scooped oceans now wiped mud from the dirty feet of a fisherman. He laughed with the children and he wept for Jerusalem. And to the diseased, he was a touch of kindness and healing. To the oppressed, he offered freedom and deliverance and to the lost he was a good shepherd willing to lay down his life for his sheep We have come to visit the Jerusalem marketplace once again, except now it is 33 years later. We still see the frantic bustle of everyday life on the streets. Everything looks the same, but actually life as it has been known is about to change. Jonathan is a grown man now, a shepherd like his father. He has come to the city to sell his sheep, just like his family has always done. Only this day will be very different from anything he has ever experienced before.
Jonathan. Good day, Daniel. How's your family and your father? I haven't seen Samuel in years, at least not since he's handed over the business to you. My family is doing well, and father came to live with us last year. He may be frail, but he knows how to give my wife fits from time to time, especially over the dinner preparations. <laughs> now that sounds like Samuel. In fact, father insisted on coming this year, although I tried to persuade him to stay home. He seems to think there's something extra special about this year's Passover. He's just over here. Father, you remember Daniel? Ah, oh, yes, Daniel. It's good to see you. How's business? I can't complain. God's been good. I'm surprised to see you here, though. Ha, <laughs> I see my son's been discussing my health again. I assure you, I'm perfectly fine. And as Passover approaches, I'm more certain now that God is closer to answering our prayers. Let's hope so. Uh, Jonathan, do you remember the first time I brought you to Jerusalem? I still remember the look on your face the first time you saw the temple. I remember, Father. You want to take a look at my sheet? It's a fine flock this year. Indeed, I do. Come, let's conduct business somewhere less crowded. What's going on? Oh, probably some criminal or another. You know how the Romans like to make public displays of their justice. You're right. Come along, Father. Hold on a minute, Jonathan. I want to see what's going on. It's Jesus of Nazareth. He's the one that's been stirring up the city with all of his teachings. They say he performs miracles. He's been going around saying he's the son of God. Blasphemy. He's a fool. Or hungry for power. You know as well as I, there's always some lunatic saying he's the son of God. Ha! I'll believe it when I see it. Come on, Jonathan. We need to, we need to get somewhere before this becomes a, a crowd. You say, you say he claims to be the son of God? He's just the carpenter's son from Nazareth. What good ever comes from there? We need to go, Jonathan. This isn't our concern. I'll meet you there later. Jonathan, I'm a busy man. If we don't do this now, th this deal is done. Then it's done. Father, wait for me at the temple. I, I must see this man. No, Jonathan. I I'm coming with you. I find myself remembering reflections of an infant king. When I look into your face, you were sent for Israel's own, a baby destined for the throne, and not this lonely place. You should have worn a different kind of crown. 
There's so much to question now, my Messiah, my Messiah. As I watch you die, I'm left to wonder why I thought that you were mine. Messiah, my Messiah. So many waited for so long to finally hear redemption song. I rejoiced when you were born. And I believe that I would see your rule and reign and majesty. Instead, I stand and mourn. I hoped you'd be the answer to my prayer. But now I see you hanging there, my Messiah. My Messiah As I watch you die I'm left to wonder why I thought that you were my Messiah My Messiah as I watch you die, I'm left to wonder why I thought that you were my Messiah, my Messiah. This is a story. He could have come in splendor, he could have come in pageantry. He could have worn a royal robe worthy of a king. Instead, when Jesus came to us that holy silent night, his humble birth was just a glimpse of how he'd live and die. He chose the cross. He heard the call. He saw the need and gave his all. His heart compelled. 
Before he was betrayed, he could have summoned angels to come in in the pain, but he willingly surrendered there as he laid down his life. The shepherd given as the lamb to be our sacrifice, he chose the cross. He heard the call, he saw the need, and gave his all. His heart compelled by love's greatest cause. To seek and save, he chose the cross. He knew the price. He had to pay to rescue and redeem. So he carried all that we deserve down the road of suffering. He did it all for me. He had the was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. And they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. But the Lord was pleased to crush him putting him to grief. If he would render himself as a guilt offering, he will see his offspring. He will prolong his days and the good pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. As a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge, the righteous one 
my servant will justify the many as he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will allot him with a portion with the great and he will divide the spoils with the strong because he poured out himself to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he himself bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressor. And under the shadow of the cross, a new covenant was formed. And when the fulfillment of time had come, God raised Jesus up to life, putting an end to the agony of death. Why do you look for the living among the dead? You seek Jesus, but he is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come, look at the tomb where he laid. Then go tell the others that as he went ahead of them to Galilee, there you will see him again. The hope that had been put to death on a cross was resurrected for all mankind. The son of Adam had redeemed his people. The lamb of God had opened a door through death to life. Are you certain this is the place? I don't know, Father. Perhaps they can help us. Do you know that where they have taken him? The one called Jesus. Do you know where his burial place is? Oh, not here, sir. But I see a tomb just beyond. Oh, yes. You'll see the tomb, but not our Lord. I don't understand. How can he not be there? We came this morning to anoint his body, but he wasn't there. There was an angel over the tomb instead, and she said that Jesus had risen and that we would see him again. Please excuse us, sirs. We must go tell the others. Our God be praised. Our Lord is alive. Hallelujah. Father, I don't understand. He was crucified. We were there. How could he not be in his tomb? But what if his claims were true, Jonathan? What if Jesus really is the Son of God? Uh, the Messiah come at last? The prophecy finally fulfilled? But Father, we watched him die. If he was really the anointed one, the one that the prophets foretold, the one that you took me to see that night so long ago in that filthy manger, if he really was the Messiah, then how could God have let him die? It wasn't supposed to happen this way. He was supposed to deliver us, and now not even his body remains for us to mourn over. What purpose does this serve? Jonathan, are you so slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken? Who are you? You have seen me before. Uh, Messiah! Yes, Samuel, your faith has shown you the truth. I, I, I do know you, but you died. Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise again on the third day, and the repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name beginning in Jerusalem. And you, Jonathan, are a witness of these things. For you've seen me before as a babe in the manger. As a child in the temple, you saw me crucified. See my hands, my feet? It is I. It is you, my Lord, my Savior. Yes, Jonathan, it is I. No more waiting, no more sacrifices. Your sins have been forgiven, and you, my son, have been redeemed.
How many of you believe today that what this represents is a reality? Jesus is alive. Jesus is well. The tomb is empty. He chose the cross. He chose the manger. He chose to come. He chose it all. He chose you. He chose me. Even when we were unlovable, even when we are unlovable, He chose to love us. He chose to give His life for us. And here we are, 2,000 years later, y'all. And you know what? He is still saying that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Because I will tell you tonight, Jesus is alive and well. And what we portray here in drama was a reality 2,000 years ago. And I know it's true because that same Jesus came into my life and radically transformed me and changed me. And every day he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And we would be amiss tonight if we got to this point of this program, if we got to this point, as powerful as it is, to tell you tonight, he chose you. And you know what? If you're in this room and you have not personally made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you can call on him tonight. As we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate the greatest gift for God so loved the world. He wrapped a present up in swaddling clothes. And he didn't put it under a Christmas tree, but he laid it in a manger. That whosoever believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting life now we're not at the end of the program so hold on just a minute but tonight I'm going to ask everyone at this moment if you are able if you would stand to your feet as we stand before the king of all kings and the lord of all lords as we stand before the son of God the son of man the lamb of God as the opening song, oh, come, Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. And friends, he came. He certainly did. He came. And he is still tonight God with us. He's not God way out there somewhere. He's God right in here with us. And if right now, if you know that what I'm talking about, this peace this assurance, this passion that Tim Hodge feels in his soul tonight. If you don't have that peace, if you don't have that life, 
if you don't have that passion for Jesus Christ. And you know you're not where you need to be with God. I'm not browbeating you, but you know in your heart of hearts. I just wonder tonight, would you say a prayer with me to invite Jesus into your life? Would you do that? I'm going to pray it. I don't want you just to hear it in your ear and your head. I want you to let it sink into your heart, and I want you to let it come out of your own mouth. Would you do that? Would you pray this prayer with me tonight? Almighty God, Lord, I come to you. I am a sinner in need of a Savior. And Jesus, I believe in this Christmas season, 2022, I believe that you came. I believe Mary, the virgin girl, she did wrap you in swaddling clothes. She did place you in a manger. I believe the angels sang to the shepherds. And I believe 33 years later, Jesus Christ died on a cross, gave his life for me, shed his blood for me to wash away my sins, to give me eternal life. He chose the cross. He chose to come here and he chose me. And tonight, Jesus, I choose you to be the Lord of my life. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it tonight, I want you to put your hands together and I want you to thank God for his great gift to you tonight. Would you do that? Because right now there is a spiritual transaction that is happening in your soul. You can't explain it and you'll be 25 years, 25,000 years later and you still won't be able to put it into words. But you will know that when you walk out those doors, you'll be a different person than when you came in because that is what Jesus Christ does. Amen. If you prayed that prayer tonight, please, before you leave, we've got pastors in here. We've got staff in here. You've seen the cast up here all night. Please come to some of us and tell us, tell us, Say, I prayed that prayer tonight because we want to know. We want to be an encouragement to you. Amen? All right, you can be seated. We're going to finish this wonderful program. Jesus, the Messiah, the image of the I Am. The bread of life, providing sustenance for those without hope or a future. The light of the world, shining forgiveness and bringing life to those hiding their shame in the darkness. The door, the son of David and rightful Messiah, calling out for those who would hear his voice. The good shepherd, leading beside still waters and making restoration for the souls of mankind. The resurrection and the life. Conquering death, hell, and the grave, 
ending the curse of Eden. The way, the truth, and the life, leading all who would follow him and to see his father in every pursuit. The vine, the poured out sacrifice, weaving his love into the branches of his followers and producing fruit that remains for generations. Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. Lift up a joyous shout, the tomb can never hold him down. Our Savior has risen as he said. Look and see the empty grave, the stone has now been rolled away. Jesus has triumphed over Come worship and rejoice, the powers of hell have been destroyed, for there in his hands he holds the keys. Sovereign over all that is, authority and strength are his, Jesus shall reign in majesty.
the resurrection. So can we just give it up for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords right now? The best praise of the night. The best praise of the night. Give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we wish you a Merry Christmas. And a happy Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. God bless you. Thank you for being here.